Quitters never. What the hell's it called? Quitters never, never give up. Quitters never give up. Quitters never give up. That's it. Quitters never give up. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. They. Uh, it's a very weird podcast because it's a podcast about Kevin and Bean, uh, the Kevin Bean universe. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said that's all they do. Why don't you recap your um your Janky Town experience? So. Yeah, when Edwin showed up, it was just crazy. Edwin got there, just swinging from the chandeliers, shots everywhere. I couldn't believe it. So much drugs, uh, so much uh, partying. Just I Edwin. pushed two girls off of the roof, broke their ankles. Edwin, you're supposed to say I, I wasn't there. That's the bit. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, I think Lindsay missed this. He was back but, at the studio. Yeah. But my wife said I could go. She goes... It's fine. Just put me to bed. You know, she's got like her TV and her phone. She's fine. And I'm like, no, I don't feel like leaving you alone. And then I see Christopher's post the next day. He's like, yeah, 4 a.m. I'm partying with Dave. I'm like, 4 a.m. Old Edwin would have been dead by then. So I'm glad I didn't go. (laughs) So it was cool. Everybody there was really cool. Me and Deanna went. She has no Kevin and Bean affiliation, fandom, knowledge, anything. And but she is just a social butterfly and just everybody loved her and i was just like tagging along what's it called that one (laughs) (laughs) for the bar it was just another day it was hard to tell which ones were the regulars and which ones were there for janky town i didn't see anybody i recognized until i saw the coven uh and it was just rachel and and kelly and we Mm -hmm. went up to them and we said hi and they were really cool dave didn't show up until after nine that's when it started slowly picking up and then beer mug showed up later than him there wasn't any real events or games or anything. It was just a big hang. So everybody was okay. just hanging at the bar, drinking, chatting with everybody. Listener Andrew was there. Jankster Tanisha was there. And she was actually a, an original listener. She actually didn't listen to the Kevin and Bean show. So it was just a lot of fun. It was totally fun. And then after the bar closed, you know, hung out some more. That's where Dave actually realized, or they told him that I was in in the podcast. I didn't walk into the bar like I'm from Quitters Never Give Up. You know, I, <laughs> my favorite story ever. Dave ordered a bunch of Jack in a Box, and he spilled his nuggets all over the floor. And then soon after that, Rachel told him that I was in the Quitters Never Give Up podcast, and he didn't believe me. He's like, "You're not Edwin." <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. He didn't, he quite, he had his doubts at first. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm Christopher. I'm the one that messaged you to to come on when you're available. And so that's when he, he believed that I was in the podcast. Did you go to him and go moving on? He would have known it was you. Moving on. (laughs) He's only listened to about two episodes, he said, but we are the third most listened on his Spotify list. So that Spotify (laughs) list works out nicely. Dang. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how much that made my day that you had to convince him (laughs) you were on our podcast wait I'm sorry I missed the part how did you finally convince him like what did you have to do I told him I was the one that sent you the message to invite you onto the podcast that's how and he believed that well I mean I guess he's I guess because it has your name on it it has my name on it yeah (laughs) you could have pulled up any one of our YouTube videos or Mm -hmm. (laughs) So last thing on the event, I got some really cool pins. Nice. So I got I got one for each of you guys. So if you guys oh, send me your address, I can send it to you. Oh, nice. 
Thank so Merry you, Christmas. I got kids. Don't expect anything bigger. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's big enough. That's great. <laughs> so last, but the last podcast that we were all together, Lindsay had this crazy notion that Bean had said daylight savings. So mm-hmm. I had put out there, um, if everybody remembers this scientific survey. It's time for Kevin and Bean's scientific survey. So I posted on our social media groups, call in to our, or leave a message as to whether you thought Bean said daylight savings or savings. And we got a lot of responses. And most people agreed with Lindsay that he did say savings. And, you know, not I was in the minority that Bean is a saint of pure virtue and did not say savings, but said saving stuff. This is even you when know. you say saving stuff, like savings place stuff, it sounds like savings up stuff. Okay, so that's not true. I was the one that says that he said savings. I kind of still that think would be like say uh, Ali say savings, then it'll uh, delineate between that and the stuff. And so then Donna jumped in and said it was savings. It was saving. He said saving stuff. You guys are all wrong. So I did apologize, but we did get one call. On my failed scientific survey instead of the five. There it's Stephen PV checking in again. And definitely Bean did not say savings. He said saving stuff. And it just kind of ran together. I've listened to the tape. And I think I might be in the minority. Although I think it's pretty clear that he did not. I think he has an, another time. But it wasn't the time that you captured. At least I don't think so. And then while I'm at it, I just want to retract my comments that I left in the previous message that I left you guys, uh, the recording that you played of the episode. Thank you very much for that, by the way. You know, I feel bad for both Dave and Beer Mug in this situation. It just seemed like Omar probably just had too much going on. And that's why he pulled the ripcord. All right, guys, keep it up. Bye. So, yes, that's Steve again, our one and only person that calls us. We got one fan. I'll take it. But Thank uh, you, Steve. But even though he did not say daylight savings, he did say schedule like a human being. I mean, it was just a, a great time, and I just wanted to come out and say thank you to everybody who took the time, maybe rearranged their schedule or whatever, to weigh in. Uh, we really, really had a good time. What? Their what? Their schedule? No! You <laughs> said schedule like a goddamn human being! <laughs> I'll, I I'll clean that up it. and post. He did say schedule. Hmm. Mm. So <laughs> I, there were more people that agreed with you that I, than I expected. And I was kind of second guessing myself. You can put polls on Spotify episodes. So I had a poll up there and the, it was 50, 50. And there were two votes. <laughs> one was mine. <laughs> one was mine. <laughs> uh, how on brand is that for us? We don't get a lot of Spotify <laughs> listeners. I don't think. Oh, that's amazing. Well, we're number three on Dave's poll for the year okay i accept your apology thank you appreciate (laughs) it can i get it can i just get a Lindsay was right (laughs) soundbite i don't have a Lindsay was right soundbite i have an i will end you soundbite but (laughs) nailed it you get it when you want her to promote your podcast we got it say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky Podcast. I'm not anti-erection. Hey, welcome to the podcast roundup. Uh, uh, do you want to talk more about Janky Town? 
So episode 66. There is a narrative out there that's going on about, you know, Omar did everything and we did nothing. And, you know, listen, a lot of that was on air talk. And let's not take away from Omar of what he did no. because he no. did a lot. And, and, and to your point, yes, he was, uh, he took the fair share of the money because he obviously makes more because it's fair. Uh, as far as myself, I thought I put in a lot of, of effort when it came to content and stuff like that. You know, Absolutely. I didn't do any of the, of the recording because I don't have the equipment and, you know, I would always you joke did. that I, I did 15% or 5% right. just because it was funny. But when people, you know, take that and run and believe it, other people are saying, oh yeah, that's all he it, did. The fuck them. They yeah. didn't do shit. Dave and Beer Mug were a little hurt that everybody kind of came after them. I think as we talked about earlier, I feel like Omar is just having that burnout that, that lightning brought up so we didn't mean anything when we when we called them dicks in the who's the dick segment for real <laughs> yeah we meant it with love we meant it with love <laughs> i would like to point out that we were not in that segment <laughs> and we called nobody a dick no we, we what's that old we, joke Lindsay's going do you have a mouse in your pocket christopher what <laughs> that old joke, when you say weed you got a mouse in your pocket like back when I was growing up in the twenties, we all said it. You know, like twenty three. <laughs> what, what does that mean? If someone says "we" and they really mean themselves, you go, "What? You French? got a mouse in your pocket?" So it's two people. Yeah. We. Oh, okay. I see. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The royal uh, we. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, the other clip I want to play is how they reacted to Bean and Ali and Lightning's comments on them. But you know, uh, but I, I really love it though when people that we work with, uh, that used to work with, start start things. I mean that that was great. <laughs> that was great. That uh, was fantastic. Yeah, they they don't know, man. Like, I, and and I went off on being. I I I said, dude, you you don't know what's up. Just just stop. And yeah. and he he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know, man. I just only what I heard. I was like, yeah, but yeah. Just, see, that's just. Stop. I mean, I was like, just stop. Yeah. You, you don't get it, but. Man, it's but at least lightning gets it. <laughs> at least lightning doesn't man. go on the comments and and say that's what happens when you do most of the work. Yeah, I was about. <laughs> I was, I love you, lightning, but I was about to. I, you were you were supposed to be at SEMA that week, and I literally was right about to write in the comments. He was going to be at SEMA. Shouldn't you be at SEMA? If the joke is that you don't do any work, you can't get mad at listeners that say you're not doing enough work. I don't know. I think. Us commenting on it is one thing because we are quite literally on the outside of the bubble. We have no yeah. idea about any of it. We we are reacting as listeners, but yeah. people like Bean and Lightning at least have a little bit of insight into the dynamic of not only them working together, but working with them. So, you know, Bean and Ali seem to be very fair in their descriptions of, I guess, what we as fans saw and what they as outsiders saw i don't know it's weird that they, they're just commenting on their perception of it which was put out into the public by them they weren't they didn't have to release an episode that was that awkward they didn't have to you know air out all this drama in public but they decided to and so of all of the comments that they got you know and all of the hatred that i'm sure was spewed at them having like a an, a more unbiased discussion about it i think they should welcome it in my opinion well Dave talks about how he got a call from Omar after the episode was released. They kind of didn't know that the episode was dropped early. Mm -hmm. They didn't oh, know really? any of this happened. So Omar puts the episodes together, drops them. 
they don't know. So I don't, I guess if I was in that podcast and it went that way and then I found out that, that somebody left, I would be like, maybe we shouldn't put that episode out. But so, but it was kind of uh, something that wasn't, uh, it was out of their control. But the other thing is, uh, uh, yeah, to Lindsay's point is that we're outside. So us commenting, I guess, is fair. And But when Dean and Jimmy and Lightning, who have the perception that they're inside, give their comments that kind of just fans the flames way more than anything we could do because we have one caller and three listeners (laughs) like and i think dave kind of touched on this on what he was saying that they're joking about how they don't put any work into it but again in that show and the recent show they sound really engaged it's a they're both really good shows Uh, they talk about this a little bit and they talk about a couple other things so i think they're gonna be fine they're going to continue yeah. some episodes and mm-hmm. they'll be working on it for a while. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more to come from Janky Town. Uh, okay, so let's start off with great news. So we find out Mike is a hopeless romantic because he brings in this story of this woman that, uh, well, she's wheelchair bound and she's having a, a beach trip and she can't go to the beach because she they can't get the wheelchair to go all the way to the beach. So this one lifeguard, this 20-something-year-old lifeguard, uh, every day picks her up and carries her all the way from her chair to the beach. Picks her up like a little bubba, and he walks her (laughs) to her umbrella, and he continued to do that every single day for the eight days that they were there on vacation, making sure that she could have the best beach vacation that she could have. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Good for that, dude. And then they had sex. Well, I'm sure hoping he Just did. No. Because I was thinking about that. <laughs> he got a guy looked to be 25 years old, like, you know, lifeguard, really good shape. I hope all the other women, straight women that are around his age saw that. And they're like, here, here's, here's my badge. You, you serve. No one says it that way. Nobody says that. You don't know. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the wrong beaches then, for sure. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Um, like, professional athletes and, and celebrities get pooned. I, how about the guys who deserve it? Like, you know, I just want to make sure that everyone's getting a little tip of the cap. Right. You are a hopeless romantic. Yes. Mike is a hopeless romantic. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, came through on that clip. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But what if the guy's gay? Is Mike going to offer up his end? I don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, here's the thing. That's my life right now. Ever since my wife fell into the volcano, I wheel around all the time. I don't get anything for it. Can I be on great news, Kevin? Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Edwin on great news. Yeah. Uh, let's get Mike to get him some poon. Um, <laughs> on, so this week, you Kevin and Mike will... are true romantics, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week on Never Not Funny, Kevin was uh, a guest, and we find out that Kevin still thinks that clowns have really swollen faces. Okay, you took an antibiotic that did what? That literally my face puffed up like I was a clown. I don't understand puffed up like a clown. I don't get it, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, I Is that know. a thing? Yeah, I never heard that either. And he did it. This is the second time because he did that when he talked to Allie that one time. He talked about this same story. And use the same analogy that my face puffed up like a clown. Huh. Also on that show, we find out that Jimmy wants to fill in for Sluggo. 
Uh, all right, Kevin Rogers here. He's taking time away from uh, prepping for his uh, uh, something weekend. What would a classic rock weekend? A rock block, a rock block weekend. Sure. Yeah, you don't do any prep. You show up at. Uh, you... I do a little prep for, for classic rock radio. Yeah, a tiny bit. What do you do? You find out if it's Ted Nugent's birthday? Yes. What's the prep? <laughs> Make sure and wish Ted Nugent a happy birthday. Sure. That's, the, that's the goal. But that only happens once a year, so it's kind of rubber. <laughs> what do you do every other day? It's a good point. <laughs> I'm a classic rock guy. I okay. would love KLOS. All right. Uh, so come to work with me. Uh, again, I can't do it today. Oh, not today. <laughs> but you know what? If you have a day where Sluggo can't make it, right? I'm in. I can't be in the same room as Sluggo. <laughs> don't say that unless you mean it, because I will call you. I'm in. Jimmy Pardo has a love for radio, just like all of us, right? Yes. Well, at least it's FM radio, unlike Bean, who's obsessed with AM radio. <laughs> but he wants to be a classic rock DJ, so I don't know. Same Who kind wouldn't? Of I'd love that. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun, actually. A friend of mine is a DJ, or was a DJ, in Truckee, California. And yeah. we had that discussion. It was kind of like, and a lot of times, they don't play the deeper cuts it's always the same kind of songs in rotation. And so him being at a smaller station, he could pick and choose. And it was really fun because you could request something. He'd play it in like two minutes and it was cool. Nice. Okay. On the Ralph report, we find out that Ralph became a meme. And of course, now I'm become a meme, which is nice. I didn't expect to become a <laughs> meme, but this scene was everywhere on social media over the weekend. He's back. All right. I'd sure like to fist him. Talking about Skeletor's return. I'd sure like to fist him. Uh, Kevin said in the studio, he's like, say this line. I was like, why? They're not, they're not going to let you put it in the show. He's like, well, let's just try it. Just lay it down. I was like, all right. I'd sure like to fist him. I got my big metal fist raised. So a uh, little backstory on that. The second part of the He-Man the Masters of the Universe series by Kevin Smith came out. And that was Ralph's famous line from that show. Good show, okay. too. I'd love that. <laughs> so what's he referring to when he says, like, I want to fist him? When He-Man came out in the 80s, it just seemed like it was made by a bunch of guys that just went, uh, what's his power? Uh, he's got a big fist. Let's call him Fisto. So that's okay. basically okay. his character's Fisto. <laughs> uh, I think like there was a manny faces and his face turned around and a, a lock jaw and he had a big jaw. You know, it was just okay. whatever it sense. was. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, look no farther than the title character, He-Man. There you go. Right. That's yeah. the subtlety they were going for back then. It, pretty much, yeah. It, and it was pretty much one guy that did all of that, right? Or I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I watched toy, toys that. Uh, what is it? The toys that made oh. us, and they went into He-Man. They didn't explain it like I did, but it just seemed like they were just grabbing stuff. This is a uh, Bell guy, you know. It's just okay. It, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Bell Man. I am Bellman. Click, click, click. Yeah. I'll bell him. <laughs> I could be on that show, Kevin Smith. Give me a call, Ralph. Well, yeah, it's cool that the Netflix censors let that go through, I guess. I know. Right? That was surprising. <laughs> okay. The last thing on Friday for Ralph, the Ralph Report is the Ralph Batman 66 ornament saga. <laughs> this was the most hilarious thing I heard, and I felt so bad for Ralph, but it was just so funny. I have clipped this down to about two minutes, and the whole thing goes for on, on for about five minutes, and every moment of it is hilarious. He got fucked, though. I got fucked. <laughs> Not in the good way. Oh, fuck me. Let me tell you what happened, oh. kids. Many of you have sent me the uh, video for this amazing new Christmas ornament that's coming out this year from our good friends at Hallmark. Oh, that's beautiful. 
And it is Batman and Robin, Adam West and Burt Ward, descending the bat poles to go into the bat cave. So I went on the Hallmark store, and they were already sold out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I said, well, there's got to be a, a second, a resale somewhere. Off-market brand. Online. <laughs> and so I find it online for half the price, and I'm like, well, this oh. is a deal. Yeah. So I order me up one. And it arrives just before Eddie and I start oh, recording, and I'm fuck. very excited. And I get it out of the box, and it is a plaster of Paris sort of copy of what the thing would look like. <laughs> this looked like some some uh, art project for, like, a, a rehab center. <laughs> It's like some ceramic store where you go in and you paint ceramics and they put in the kiln. So wait, you don't, yes. I, I it looked like Color Me Mine. Oh, beautiful. It is the shittiest. <laughs> oh, not fuck. only is it not electronic, does it not move, does it not light up, but it's got the shittiest sculpt and paint job you've ever seen. Painted by maybe a six-year-old. Maybe. I am livid. Oh, you were so happy when you got the box. I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's here. And he could hear me disclaiming in the other room. <laughs> and I just heard, son of a bitch. So I got <laughs> fucked for Christmas. <laughs> Fuck Christmas. <laughs> Fuck it right in the chimney. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, fuck. That made my day. I'm glad. I'm Thank glad you. my misfortune could make you Thank happy. Thank you so much. Glad me being a victim. Oh, Makes you happy, son of a bitch. That was hilarious. I mean, oh God, there was that's... no part of that story that wasn't sad but funny all at the same time. But that's also what's great. There's a great story that goes with it. Still keep the ornament, right? And just laugh no. throughout the year. What's he going to do with it, Christopher? He said he's going to sign it and give it away. <laughs> that's amazing. I want that now. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic ornament. It is, uh, yeah, it, it looks really bad. I don't understand how people could sell that, but he got took. He got right. booked for Christmas. Did you guys ever get <laughs> ripped off like that on eBay or anything like that? I ordered like a football jersey once, and it was really bad. So Was it like a football jersey for a, a little doll, you know, like one inch? <laughs> it was a football jersey that looked like it was, well, that's, I was going to say it was a football jersey that looked like it was made by little kids, but I think all football jerseys, since they're made by, are made by little kids somewhere. <laughs> made by Nike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was, it looks, it, it didn't look, yeah, it looked far from professional. It looked like it was made in someone's, well, I can't even say that, made in someone's basement, because I think all football jerseys are made in someone's basement. Um, <laughs> made in a bad basement. It was not legit. Let's just say that. You know, those like expectation versus reality. There's a whole thread yeah. about it, like an article's written about like people who order dresses or I think prom dresses was kind of like a big one. Yeah. Expectation versus reality. I, I like the part where, where Eddie's talking about hearing him opening it and the the joy in Ralph's voice, it's here. He sounds like the, the dinosaur from Toy Story. And then Ralph is then he's like, all I hear is son of a bitch. Oh <laughs> that yeah. little sound effect, wah wah wah. Yeah. Right, seriously. I need that son of a bitch drop. I gotta find I gotta do <laughs> pull that. <laughs> all right going over to a uh, cup of tea and a chat uh bean is a little bit salty about the holidays i drove you know a little ways to my parents they're obviously not far from my house versus a uh five and a half hour flight to boston uh -huh. rent a car hop in that car drive another couple hours up to their house in maine 
so it it, it felt good no, not you, to have to actually travel. Yeah, you so are you are nice. closer to them. I think I've established that. Yes, you definitely live closer to them than you did when you were in California. I think we got that. Why are you a <laughs> dick? Why are you like this? And you have parents see which is super. So congratulations oh. on that. But remember, your parents. You wish that you could see them have sex once a week. <laughs> that is not what I said, by the way. Okay, that goes back to a the bonus episode where they had questions that they would ask like would you rather and uh bean brought in a really disturbing question that i will not elaborate further on but go listen to the bonus episode no, uh, so not. yeah you could see you could see that bean is a little uh little uh i don't know maybe missing donna and so when ali's <laughs> talking about having her family around and everything he just is, wants to shoot it down or he's just being funny because that was pretty damn funny uh, Bean brings in more proof that Rick Dees is a dick. Finally, Allie, I bring you okay. proof that Rick oh. Dees is a dick. Hi, this is Judy. I'm calling from Goleta, California, and I have an awesome Rick Dees story to share. In the mid-90s, I was a waitress at TGI Fridays, and Ice Cube came in and sat in my station with his whole family. He left me a $2 tip, and my busser happened to be an intern at KISS FM, and he asked, if he could tell Rick Dees this story. And I was like, okay, sure. And so he called into Rick Dees and he said, I have a story for you. And Rick Dees said, well, have that happy Hungarian call me and I'll send her a $100 tip. So I called into the station, gave him my information. And sure enough, a couple days later or a week later or whatever, I got a $100 check from KISS FM from Rick Dees. So even though I was always a K-Rock listener, Rick um, Dees sent me 100 bucks. Thanks for everything you guys do. Keep up the work. Bye. See? Proof, Allie. Proof, I'm telling you. The man is a maniac. So, yes, Rick Dees, total dick, right? Yeah, it should have been $200. Okay. I don't know. I think he, he the check came from Kiss FM, so I think it was just a promo. He bought her story. Can't convince me. I'm just mad because I called in right after Allie said Rick Dees is a nice guy. I'm like, come on, Bean, get Rick on your show. That's what we need. Forget that La Bamba malarkey. I saw La Bamba malarkey at the Troop, by the way. Yeah, come on, Rick Dees on the Bean Show? Oh, it'd be either uncomfortable or fantastic or all of those things. That's a no for me. No, definitely no. I never liked Rick Dees, but I guess he's a nice guy. So, But then we hear that story from the producer from K-Rock. Eddie, help me out. Lightning? The, the guy, no, uh, not Lightning. Um... The the guy that, that hosted with um with Bean, Frank Murphy. Frank okay. Murphy, he talks about how he met Rick Dees and then the son shows up and is like, You don't like Rick Dees? Oh, how yeah. could you not like Rick Dees? And <laughs> Light wait, it wasn't was it the producer of Rick Dees that like choked lightning when he yes. went next door, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well maybe the people around Rick were bad and Rick was real nice. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Because I want Rick Dees on the Cappuccino chat. Or we should get Rick Dees on here. Oh, have Edwin. there we go. Do that. We just won't tell him that we do Kevin and Bean. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. We'll say we review old Kiss FM shows. Exactly. <laughs> the next thing that they bring up is fights. Allie talks about a fight that she got into when she was in Boston. And then Bean talks about a fight that he got into. So let's hear Allie's fight. I was in the back of a bar. And and by the way, Marky Mark is in this story. So I'm in the back <laughs> Wait, of... Wait, this is in a bar? You're an adult? I thought this was like in grade school or something. Oh, no. Oh, okay. This was oh, in college. Okay, in, in college. college. Right, you're in a bar. So I'm in Boston in a bar that is now defunct. And uh, my friends were like, hey, 
Maki Mark's in the back if you want to have some shots with Maki Mark. And I was like, what? Margy Mark? Yes, <laughs> I do. So I walked back there with my friend and we had purple hooter shots, or as they said, purple hooters. And they had kind of roped off this whole back area. No one could get in. Just these two blonde girls from California drinking with Marky Mark. So I had to use the restroom. I go into the restroom and this girl walks out hammered and she goes, Oh, look at you, you fucking Bobby doll. And I was like, I'm sorry. And she's like, Oh yeah. You think you're so cool drinking with Marky Mark, you're fucking Bobby doll. That's all you are. And I was like, this is taking a weird turn for no reason. And so I'm like, what, what are you even doing? And she like kind of lunges for me. And I'm like, what? And then I decide to say something really mean. Right. And she's, she swung at me and I was not as drunk as her. So I went matrix kind of backed up a little bit. So I, I punched and I dislocated her jaw (gasps) and she fell to the ground and I stepped over her and I walked back to my friend with Marky Mark and I said, we got to go. And as I was leaving, I said to the bouncer, somebody had a fall in the bathroom. Bye. So that's Allie's fight in a bar. Drunken. How great was that story? Holy cow. Yeah, it's awesome. Little Allie just punching someone out. Knocking, you know, dislocating their jaw. Props to Allie. I love that story. Okay, lastly on the roundup, uh, Bean and Ralph both talked about the Beatles documentary, and uh, Bean had a lot to say about it. There's a moment that everybody ought to see, and I'm sure it's up on YouTube or something. They're desperate for songs. Like every day they come in and they go around the room and go, all right, did anybody write anything last night? And George is like, oh, yeah, I wrote a song called uh, um, Old Brown Shoe. I wrote a song over here. And Paul McCartney comes in and I'm working on this song. It's called The Long and Winding Road. I don't have much. Ringo comes in. He says, I only have the first verse, but it's called Octopus's Garden. I mean, you're seeing these songs be built in real time. But Paul McCartney is sitting there and he starts strumming on the guitar and he's just strumming and strumming and strumming. And then he just starts humming and humming and humming. And on the spot, he Mm -hmm. creates this. Okay, that's enough. A for effort, Christopher. A for effort. (laughs) Zero for effort. Zero for style. (laughs) What is that? You get a zero for today. (laughs) What is that? The rest of that Simon Cowell quote? And I'm being oh. generous. And I'm being gen- and honestly, and I'm, I'm being, being generous. generous. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's uh, the roundup. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Okay, Edwin here back. We're doing the week that was. This is November 29 to December 3rd, 2010. Let's start off with the opening montage from Monday. I'm Lieutenant Frank Drebin, police squad. And don't ever let me catch you guys in America. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G! Captain, how soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean, I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not 
for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? Uh, how about the basketball game? Uh, Frank. Sure, you think I'm a big hero, the man of the hour. Well, do any of you understand how a man can hurt inside? Frank, they're not here for you. Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. Well, I try my Jesus. Hey, man, do you do any work on honeymoon? Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. And now... Roma, I promise you, whatever scum did this, not one man on this force will rest for one minute until he's behind bars. Now let's grab a bite to eat. Yeah. Our feature presentation. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, they played that montage because Leslie Nielsen passed away in 2010. Now, besides being an airplane and all the Naked Gun movies, he had a very storied history with Kevin and Bean. So I did a deep dive into the archive and looked up some of his past appearances. So Leslie Nielsen, comic actor. Yes. You know him best from Airplane. We uh, we talked to him, uh, how long ago was it? Six months, the first one? A year? Yeah, it was whenever Scary Movie 4 was out. Maybe okay. last, might have been last summer, I don't know. But uh, it didn't go well then, so we thought in the true Kevin and Bean tradition, let's have the dude back on. Sure, so here's, the, uh, here's a short clip of the first... Uh, Leslie Nielsen disaster. You, you guys spoof War of the Worlds. You spoof The Grudge, The Village, Saw, Million Dollar Baby. How many of those movies have you seen? Uh, how about the basketball game? Basketball game. Remind <laughs> me about the basketball game. I forget. Am I not talking about the... Who am I talking to? <laughs> it's Kevin. 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 You know, I do police work, and I, you, I can't be found. That's correct, uh, I yes. Come, you're, where are you? You're in Dallas, right? We're in Dallas, yes. <laughs> okay, so that's the way it went the first time. And based on that, we said, hell yes, we want him back. So looking up the dates, the first time he came on was in 2006. And we remember the famous clip that they got from that when he's like... Uh, do you do honeymoons? And so the, it was just very strange the way the whole thing came off. And they kind of they kind of recapped a little bit more. I have more and more respect for you every time I hear other actors try and deliver the lines that you deliver because they seem to be, for a lot of people, just impossible to pull off. You are the expert in them. Well, that's probably my see to say that. Do you do any work on honeymoons? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's nice of you to say that. Do you do any work on honeymoons? Oh my God. Now, well, what does that mean? He was. He was what? <laughs> do you do any work on honeymoons does not fit. And then uh, they recapped some other great clips that they gave him. What about uh, working with fellow uh, Canadian uh, actor Pam Anderson? Do you have scenes with her, Leslie? Uh Boy, you had to bring that up. Yes. My day was going really well. What? There was oh, no what? sadness in my day whatsoever. What? What's I, that? Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, and we couldn't figure out, like, did well, something go wrong on the set? That's what usually happens is if an actor responds like that about somebody that they have a problem with, it's uncomfortable. Because clearly, we, you and I are idiots, and we miss the story that he hates Pam Anderson. Right. And I shouldn't have brought it up because now it's put him in an awkward right. position. After, and, I'm, and I'm feeling terrible at this point because I never heard a word about any problem between those two. Pam Anderson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's... you brought it up, and I realized that I'm lonely again. Oh, oh I that's see. what it is. Okay. So you, yeah. you did work with her, and it was sweet. That's what you're saying. No, no, I didn't do any work with her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. What's that about? He didn't work with her at all. <laughs> well, then why then... is it bad to bring up? <laughs> then why is he so lonely? He didn't have her before. No, I didn't work with her at all. It's kind of fun to go back and listen to the whole interview. I didn't bring the whole thing. 
just just fun stuff. He was a fun guy. I'm not sure if he was screwing with them, if he couldn't hear them or what. But how many drops did they get out of Leslie Nielsen over the years? Now, this was the week they were starting to interview all the Double December contestants. And uh, I always love this when Lisa kind of gets fed up with Kevin and Bean and their shenanigans. You see what I'm saying there, Ralph, is that Lisa's like looking down at her nose just because these chicks are young and hot and have big boobs. No, I, I like them. I don't know that we got for that I'm fine this with week. Them. Oh, I love feisty Lisa. I like them. I don't like you guys. <laughs> now, the other thing that was happening that week, they were giving out tickets all week to the Almost Acoustic Christmas. One of my favorite games is when they do those little montages. You know, there's like one second from a bunch of bands. So I'm just going to play the intro. Let's see if you guys can get any of the bands. All five songs by title and artist in order. The hint is they're all playing night number two, the night you're trying to win tickets for. So these songs are going to be from Phoenix, Vampire Weekend, Brandon Flowers, The Black Keys, The Temper Trap, Neon Trees, Florence and the Machine, Edward Sharp, and or The Broken Bells. There are five. We'll play it for you a couple times. Listen up. Nope. I couldn't do that I in a million not, years. You could give me a week, and I would not be able to break that down. Here it is again. <laughs> I heard Der Commissar in there someplace. <laughs> Am I off? 1-800-520-1067. Call now one more time. <laughs> okay, I love those because I'm a sound clip guy like Bean. But Okay, Lindsay, you're raring to go. Okay, the last one's Black Keys. The first one's Neon Trees. That's pretty good, though. You got two of them. The trick was to call in, you know, third or fourth. Right. Usually the first couple of guys would get one or two, and you'd know what was there and what's not there. Okay, let's see what happened. Let's see what the answers were. So it was Neon Trees, Animal? Yes. Yes. Vampire Weekend, Holiday? Yes. Temper Trap, Sweet Disposition? I think you need to turn down your radio because we're getting... Oh, I'm sorry. And And then... um, Phoenix Phoenix, what? 1901? Yes. And then the fifth one was the Black... He's tighten that ass up. Yeah! Yeah! Tighten that ass up. Uh, yeah. I gotta be honest, even though Steven had the benefit of the other contestants before him, he did not sound like a guy who was gonna be able to pull it off. I didn't think so either. <laughs> you were gonna go see all five of those bands you mentioned, plus uh, Brandon Flowers, Florence and the Machine, Broken Bells, and Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. It's night number two of the uh, Almost Acoustic Christmas, December 12th. Way yeah. to go. Thanks for listening, man. Nicely done, man. We'll see you on Sunday, on a week from... I also like Kevin's outro, <laughs> stumbling all over the place. So, Lindsay, <laughs> you got two of them right off the bat, just listening to it in real time. I never would have done well on that. I would have needed some help. That is such a classic bit to play those little bits and get people all riled up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would never have won one of those games either. But they fascinated me because I'm an audio guy and I love clips. But, yeah, I would have lost every time. Hmm. Another band that was playing the Almost Acoustic Christmas was Cake, and they came into the studio. To me, they're like a quintessential K-Rock band. When I hear them, I think K-Rock. And like I said, it was really cool that guys would just come into the studio and play. What was your reason for not allowing uh, that crazy new instrument, the piano, on previous records? Um, oh, glad you asked. I thought it sounded too classy. Too classy. Yeah, I don't want it to sound classy. What about the reverb? Same um, thing? Reverb, same kind of thing, kind of grandiose. I thought I like, one of the reasons why I started the band is because I wanted things to sound aggressively small. Like we, we first came out during the, the sort of bombast of the, the, the early 90s grunge era, and we thought that that was really actually um, like sort of 
magnificent and huge and sort of um, sounding, even though it was sort of posed as low self-esteem, it was still, you know, muscle rock. And right. we wanted to sound small as a sort of a big F you to like to what we thought was excessive. And so, you know, um, yeah, reverb sounded like the same kind of thing, like uh, almost like the. The, the guy behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. Right. I found that interesting. They were talking about their philosophy of music. They were responding to the grunge, which was responding to something else. It was responding to like the big corporate hair metal bands of the 80s. So just interesting, the progression and how the musicians look at their own music. So they went to the studio, started playing a little bit of music, which I really liked. sounded good i'm noticing when i go back and hear guys coming to studio they, they sound dang good i don't know what it is i just miss that music i guess what's that instrument that goes <laughs> oh they talked about that it was like from australia they said it was like the jaw of a creature it, i'll have to look that up and find that for you but yeah it's a very strange instrument let's go to the next one i love this because like i said they came into studio they were playing live and things don't always go perfectly when you're doing that Hang on, his guitar's not working. Let's get this fixed. Is the amp off? Try power. Sorry, he's playing. John's playing the, the guitar and he can't hear it. Oh, there you go. Can you hear anything? Take two. Yes, we can hear that. He's turning that power off. We're not lying. We're really live here. He's checking the plug, pushing button. Now he's hitting. He was just pushing. Now he's hitting. There you go. That's working. All right. And now... Stupid son. <laughs> And now Cake with another song live. Yeah, so live live radio at its best, if you ask me. I think everybody else could hear the guitar, but maybe he couldn't hear it because it seemed to be coming through to us. But anyway, I, I love that. Very spontaneous, very live radio, very Kevin and Bean. Now, Kevin and Bean were talking about Wings' great hit, Santa Claus in a Helicopter. And they got Rappy McRapperson to come in. His wing. It's a beautiful song about Santa Claus on a helicopter, not a traditional sleigh cart. Santa Claus on a helicopter. Santa Claus on a helicopter. Okay, now here's the like spoken word or rap. Santa Claus, he visit us today. December 24th. 
ายหนาวยินดีให้เข้าไป Rappy, is she speaking the best English she can, or is she trying to sound like English is her third or fourth language? No, no, that's a, no. She's doing, she's doing good. Yeah, she is. She's oh, really <laughs> clarifying this. <laughs> We've talked to her on the phone, being you know that she's that's how she talks. That's it. All right, so here's a little bit more of that. She lives in the family of a nursery. The baby's time for moms. They feed them well if they are hungry. Okay, now okay. All right, what's going on there? Now, um, he lands in front of the nursery where the babies, and then we all hear the word fisting, and and that can't be right. (laughs) Right, Rappy? Yeah, no, no fisting. What are the words? Um, what is it? I need to send you the lyrics. What are the words? Uh, the Do you remember, are, Rappy? Yeah, I remember. I remember. She goes, uh, Santa Claus comes down the helicopter, and he, like, uh, starts, uh, spreads Christmas uh, cheer throughout the place. But if, then, the, uh, if the babies are hungry, yeah. Yeah. what oh, happens? Santa feeds them. Feeds Santa them. Feeds. 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 Wow, <laughs> that okay, is good. so not feeds. Feeds the children. Oh, we're so relieved. Wow, I'm relieved. We, we thought we had a call into Chris Hansen and everything. We had no idea what was going on there in New Zealand. Oh, wow. No, no fisting. Okay, good. Um, good. Why, why good. does she, why, I don't understand why she wants Santa to be on a helicopter, though. What's wrong with the sleigh cart? That's, What's, that's, do you have a conversation with her about why she felt the need to update the legend that has survived for thousands of years? Wing has an amazing sense of humor, and she thinks of the craziest, most awesome things. She didn't think that was funny. So, yeah, yeah. She goes. It was an email, and she said, "I can't, I can't stop laughing. I had this really funny image. It was Santa Claus on a helicopter. Can you believe that?" <laughs> <laughs> it must be yeah. just so weird for Rappy to get up and go check his email and hear from Wing yeah. all the time. What a bizarre life oh. you have. Yes. Well, this is how I work with Wing. I'll, I'll give you the secret of working with Wing, and the secret is Wing will call me up. And then I agree with everything she says. That's why you're genius. <laughs> that right there is why you're genius. And we can tell when we're listening. Go, whoever is giving her the thumbs up is the smartest yep. person in the world. So very interesting interview with Rappy McRapperson. Every time I hear that name, I just I just love it. <laughs> and he said they asked him like, "How'd you get involved with Wing?" He said he saw that South Park episode where her music was on, and he emailed her. And then he ended up working with her, which wow. I absolutely love. <laughs> now, like I said, the uh, it was double December time, so they had contestants coming in. And I love this because Bean, <laughs> I'm just going to play Bean. Let's see what happens. This was a contestant. Her talent was picking up something with her toes. Wow, look at those stems. Yeah. Did you just yeah. say stems? Yeah, 1920s gangster. <laughs> look at those girders. <laughs> look at those pins. <laughs> Look at those walking sticks. We need to eliminate <laughs> Bean from these conversations. So Bean starts off with old-timey Bean. A little bit later, Ralph is doing one of his showbiz beats, and they bring that running gag back around. Also, Rudolph <laughs> the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, that's just that as good. Time. I sort of have a boner. It's good in a different way, Kevin. It's just as good in a different way. It's not just as it good. It is. It kicks off the holiday season for it me. It isn't just as good. She thinks I'm cute! Ralph, I, I don't want to get into a big uh, Rudolph debate here. Rudolph has a red nose. We're not going to play him in any more of our reindeer games. Right, gang? 
Come on, all the reindeer reject him. And, oh, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, <laughs> won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Right, we've, F you, Santa. That's what I would have said if I was Rudolph. We've seen it. We know. Give the gifts out yourself, fat man. <laughs> That's what I'd be saying if I was Rudolph. But no, Rudolph swallows his pride and helps everyone out. I know that you are a Rudolph uh, advocate, though, I Ralph. Am. I you love make Rudolph. that uh, you make that clear every year. But it's no How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's still better, right? You would agree with that. Uh, yeah, that is good. That's up there. But Rudolph is still my favorite. Really? Yeah. You'd put Rudolph over over the Grinch? Grinch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think wow. I'd go Grinch. Yeah. Gotta go Grinch. I think I would go Grinch. I don't have to go Grinch. I yeah, go pretty Rudolph. much. Oh, if you're American, you do. Yeah. You could be wrong if you want. Sure. How dare you? See, you ruined the whole spirit of Christmas, you two. <laughs> Your assholery. <laughs> I saw them last night at the Troop. Very good. You want to see the Black Beauty from the Green Hornet? Yes. Uh, no. If you're can here I in Los it? Angeles, <laughs> you can go by the Peterson Auto Museum. They have just finished mounting the car on the side of the building. Oh. How cool is that? Mounted it on the side of the building. You drive by and you can see it hanging out there. The new Green Hornet uh, Black Beauty from the new movie coming out in January with uh, Seth Rogen and... Hi! <laughs> I uh, I don't I won't drive by there after what they did to Biggie. I just uh, I can't. God, oh I don't even understand that joke. What does that mean? There Biggie. was a there was an event at the Peterson Auto Museum. Oh, got okay. Yeah, that's where okay. Biggie got got right. mowed down. So yeah, it's a protest. Now that I when understand I, it, file. It was when not, I pour one out for my homie. I don't drive by there because he was knocked off his stem. See, they put out the heaters. And they had rain hot lead down on him. You mugs. <laughs> Any more twenties being? I appreciate his boardwalk empire jargon. He really does. He was his first word was probably something from the nineteen twenties. That's back when the when the world was good. Yep. Yeah. So a couple of things on that. Ralph can basically do Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer all by himself. He can recap that whole thing, and he practically did in that. And they brought it back to nineteen twenties being. One reason I love that is because I begged them to do a segment called Old Timey Bean. And they wouldn't do it. Because he would always come up with those odd expressions like, oh, look at those pins. <laughs> but that kind of turned into Mr. Bad Example instead, which was also a fantastic segment. So I'm pouring one out for the segment that almost was Old Timey Bean. <laughs> now, you remember this was the year they had the St. Patrick's Day disaster. So they always told us they never did live remotes after that, but they did do Mr. Mrs. Double December again. So it was kind of an uneventful year. I think the year before there was like a fight, and I think that was the one where the girl got drunk and like the question was, what would you change about the contest? And she's like, your face. <laughs> so nothing <laughs> like that. Very calm contest this year. But I just want to play, listen to the sound mix. It's kind of very reminiscent of the St. Patrick's Day disaster. Jim Carrey commits the ultimate con. He's a con artist. He plays a lawyer to try to get his lover out of jail. I see. Which is a, a sweet, sweet thing. Does he make funny faces? I, and he talks out of his ass. All right. And uh, the guy just happens to be named Philip Morris. This doesn't have anything to do with uh, with the tobacco company or anything no, like that. Sadly, there's, I don't think there's any smoking okay. of cigarettes. <laughs> so that's Ralph doing the, uh, the movie beat. And you can hear the song very loud. You can hear the crowd very loud. You can barely hear Ralph. I know, I get a kick out of stuff like that. <laughs> now, that's basically it for the week that was. One thing I wanted to hit up, we didn't have time because our fearless leader, Christopher, had to go. And that's the uh, the one-hit wonder on Ralph's report this week was a song 
and I wanted to see if Lindsay knew. So I'm just going to play it. Lindsay, if you know anything about this, jump in. Little drummer boy. It's Christmas time. Damn it. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we vanish it. We're going to play the whole song. I don't think Lindsay knows. Very much that, nope. That was Live Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Band-Aid. I think this was Live Aid. Was this Band-Aid? This is Band-Aid. And then Live Aid, what was the other one that all the people came around to do? Live Aid. Uh, Live Aid was a Queen con- Well, That's the concert Queen played at um, in London back in 1985. So do they know it's Christmas time? was a band-aid uh one hit wonder that they brought together a bunch of mostly um english artists right yep. and i want to say it came out in 1984 is that right yep um anyway and it was so funny i was in high school when this song came out and it was one of those like okay so i was 13 14 but i'm like why do they have to know it's Christmas time? It's Africa. They have their own damn cultures. We have our own damn cultures. Why are we always so busy pushing our stuff on other people? So I never really liked that song for that message. Well, the interesting thing was this was the start of the All Stars doing a, yeah. a song. And then after this came Where Are the World? And it was yeah. Live Aid, Farm Aid, Comic yeah. Relief. So it was kind of interesting from that. Ralph gave the background on his show. On Wednesday, I believe it was on One Hit Wonder mm-hmm. Wednesday. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of schmaltzy, and it's not the greatest song you ever heard written lyrics rise if you listen to it. Right. But at the time, like I said, it was the first, and it was interesting. You're yeah. right. It was all this was all English acts. Mm-hmm. That's why We Are the World was like um, the American version. Yeah. Just interesting, man. Yeah. So yeah, Ralph said it was from '84. Yeah. So anyway, that's about it for my flashbacks to here, there, and everywhere. So back to you, Steve. Swing. It's a beautiful song about Santa Claus on a helicopter, not a traditional sleigh cart. Santa Claus on a helicopter. Santa Claus on a helicopter. Santa Claus, he visits us today. December 24. Wow, it's coming right now in an helicopter. Not a traditional sleigh cart. He lands in the backyard of a nursery. All the babies came for moms. He feeds them both if they are hungry. He returned to the helicopter and makes a big landing in the city. Dance! See the dance! Dance! Helicopter dance! Dance! Santa Claus dance!
Polo Center. He's playing a flute. Polo Center. Pick the secret flute. To the church to place the law. Oh, the children follow Santa down the road. Sons and daughters. But if you are sick, you can walk. Santa take you to a helicopter. Santa Claus.